following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. I want to take us through a passage of Scripture tonight. I have about 15 minutes, and then we're going we're gonna to close with prayer, and then we're going we're gonna to close our prayer time out with another song of worship as we leave. But I, I want to walk us through this concept of faith. And I, I kind of want to teach us a little bit uh, for the next few minutes about your faith and, and what it looks like on this faith journey. James chapter 5 verse 13 gives us a, a beautiful picture of what this looks like. And it says this, if anyone among you is in trouble, they should pray about that trouble. So clearly you can take the trouble that you have, you can pray about it, and that trouble can change. That's what, that's what the Word of God is telling us. If anyone is happy, let them sing songs of praise. If anyone is sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church to pray over them. And then, then we get this little detail, and I love this, and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And I'm just giving you a little heads up. We're going to do this in week three. We're going to give anybody that wants the, the opportunity to be anointed with oil, we're going, to, we're going to anoint people with oil and pray the prayer of faith. And this is what verse 15 says. The prayer offered in faith. This is, this is not me speaking. The prayer offered in faith will make this sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. And, this is, and if they've sinned, they will be forgiven. And here's what I've come to understand, is that any time you start reading about miracles and studying about breakthrough and you, you study about the Lord doing an amazing work, you always find this word, faith. It's always there. It's always around. But most of the time, faith doesn't happen in an instance. It doesn't happen, boom, most of the time, and faith is a journey, and it's a process a lot of times, and I, and I want to show you how this plays out in this passage of Scripture, um, because a lot of times, it's a journey, and I feel like, really, I feel like since the beginning of the year, Pastor Jonathan and I have talked about it quite frequently over the last several months, that there's just, there's been a shift in what God is doing, and I feel like that he, he's taking us on this faith journey, and our, our faith since the beginning of the year has continually been increasing, right? He's, he's increasing our faith to the point where we now believe things about God that maybe we weren't sure of a few months ago. And so James, in the next really two sentences, retells a story that we actually need some more information on, a few more details to fully appreciate uh, what took place in the story. But here's what he said in verse 17. He, he starts talking about Elijah. And he said, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain. Amen. It didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. But then he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain and the earth produced 
its crop. And the story that he's retelling is found in 1 Kings chapter 17. And, and it shows us this beautiful picture of faith and how it unfolds in their lives. And I want, I want to go back to that story and give you some, some insight on what that looks like. Let's look at 1 Kings chapter 17 real quick. Elijah the Tishbite. That's a cool name. The Tishbite. Because he was from Tishbe in Gilead, he said to Ahab, Ahab is the king who he's at war against, he's a, he's a wicked king. And so Elijah tells King Ahab, he said, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, Ahab, listen, there's going to be no dew and there ain't going to be no rain for the next few years except at my word. Amen. All right. Elijah says, King Ahab, I'm telling you, I've got a word from the Lord, and it's not going to rain for three and a half years. And so here's the first thing that I want you to catch when, when we're talking about faith and, and where it starts and what it looks like is that faith begins with a word from God. Faith begins with a word from God. And I think, I think it's why my faith is so high right now because I, I have a word from the Lord that he dropped into my spirit that said, Brad, if you'll just trust me to do what you preach and what you read in the pages of scripture, that I didn't, my power is not reserved to the pages of this scripture. The power that I hold reaches beyond the pages of Scripture and it reaches into the lives of ordinary people in Austin, Texas in 2023. And if you'll trust me and if you'll ask and you'll believe some things about me, I'll do some things that will blow your mind. And so that's why, that's why my faith is at an all-time high because I've got a word from the Lord. It starts with a word from the Lord. In other words, your, your faith grows when God has put something on the inside of you. When he's whispered to, when you know that you know. Other people may not know, but you know. And that's why in the face of adversity, you're able to say, he is the Lord my God. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. I know what it looks like but I know what he said. Romans chapter 10, what does it say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What does this mean? It means that your faith increases, your faith grows when you walk into the house of the Lord and you hear the word of God preached. I'm going to move on. It means that your faith increases when you open up the word. When you're tired, when you don't feel like it, when it's been a long day, when you don't want to wake up and do your devotional, but you, you get up and you open up the word of God and you allow the pages of this scripture to come alive and anew and afresh in your spirit. This is how your faith grows. And, and we have a pandemic in this day and age 
where we want to do what's comfortable for us. And we want to do what we feel like, well, our feelings lead. Our feelings can't lead. If you allow your feelings to determine how you're going and what you're going to do in life, you're going to find yourself five years from now down a path that you're going to regret with all your heart. You got to make decisions and choices, and then your feelings will follow those decisions and those choices. You keep reading the Word of God. Why? Hebrews tells us that the Word of God is alive. It's living. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of your heart. So let's continue with the story. I'm almost out of time, and I'm not even done with what I got to talk about. So let's look at the story of Elijah. Come on, let's continue. Three and a half years have now gone by, and there ain't no rain in sight. It hadn't rained in three and a half years, and now Elijah kind of gets a little nervous. So I told him it was going to, three and a half years is almost up, and so he's like, I'm going to have to talk to the Lord and just see if we're going to be able to get some rain, because I don't even see, there's no clouds in sight. So the Bible says that he gets on his face and he puts his head between his knees. He can't even look at his own circumstance. And so he tells his servant, he says, listen, in verse 43, you go look at the sea and tell me what you see. I'm going to pray, but I can't even look because I'm so nervous I'm going to need you to go do look, the looking for me. And the, the servant comes back and he says, um, Sorry to report. There is no rain. And I need somebody in the house tonight to get a hold of these last two words. I need it to get all over your spirit, all over you tonight. Watch. He says, go back and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and he looked and there was nothing there. And then he said this. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. What he said is, listen, I know you may not be able to see it right now, but I need you to go back and look again. I know it doesn't look good right now. I know the circumstances and the outcome doesn't look good right now, but I need you to go back again. Even when it doesn't look good, go back. Go back. Go back to that prayer closet when you've prayed a prayer and you haven't seen it come through. Don't stop praying. Go back praying for that child that is still walking away. That Go back. Don't stop. Go back. Go back. 44 says this, and the seventh time the servant reported, well, I got some good news and some bad news. See, Elijah, I see, I see a cloud way out there over the Mediterranean. It's out there, but it's about the size of a man's hand. It's a cloud, but it's real small. Things aren't looking very good. And Elijah said, oh, that's all I need. You told me, wait, you saw a cloud. You, are you sure? You, yeah, 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 it's a cloud. It's the size of a man's hand. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's all, I, that, that is exactly what I, he said, I need you to go tell Ahab that he needs to get himself home 
because there's a rain coming. He, he better get in that chariot of his and he better ride all the way home because there's a flood about to take place in the land. And here's, here's what I want you to catch. Here's the second thing about our faith as we're allowing the Lord to increase our faith. It's this, is that our faith continues regardless of what I see. My faith goes on in spite of what I see in front of me. That's why 2 Corinthians says that we walk by faith, not by sight, right? So let's finish the story. I got three minutes left. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. <laughs> not only rained, not only did rain come, but you, you got to watch this ending. It says this in, in verse 45 and 46. Meanwhile... The sky grew black with clouds. So it started the size of a man's hand. The sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose and a heavy rain came. And Ahab rode off to Jezreel. He got in his little chariot. I'm going to say it's red because that's what I picture in my mind. And he tried to get ahead of the flood. And watch what happens. This is, this is my favorite part. The power of the Lord came on Elijah and he tucked in his cloak. He put his cloak in his britches so he wouldn't get tangled up. And the Bible says that he ran ahead of the chariot that Ahab was in. He was flashed before there was flesh. This is, this was a miracle. This was supernatural. He knew what was about to come. He said, I'm going to trip all over my cloak like the bicycle riders do. They tuck their pants into their socks. Right? You know what I'm saying? So they can go fast. Hey, I know that I'm about to run and the Lord's going to give me the strength and I'm going to head this. So I'm going to beat him there. I know I don't have the power within me to do it, but the Lord's going to do something in me that's going to get me there. In other words, the Lord has just done such a supernatural miracle that it went beyond anything that he could do on his own because when you get God involved, it always goes beyond. He will always go beyond if you will stay patient and you will trust him and you will go back even when you don't see it. He will go beyond what you can think or what you can even imagine. And listen, you're going you're to want to fall into the trap. Well, maybe God just don't care about me. I've been praying and praying and I haven't seen it no 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 no. you stay patient you keep going back you don't stop doing what you know to do you don't stop doing what the scriptures instruct us to do you you wait as long as it takes because when God gets ready to do whatever it is that he's gonna do it's always gonna be beyond what you can think it's gonna be more than what you've prayed for and so here's the last thought on this before we pray. It's this, that faith goes, and this is the journey, this is where we've been. I want you to see this. And I feel like it's been this way since the beginning of the year. And again, Pastor Johnson and I have talked about this numerous times. That faith goes from a small beginning to a grand finale. 
Your faith may start small, but it starts to increase. Zechariah would say it this way, do not despise the small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. See, sometimes if you're anything like me, I want to get to the miracle. I want to get to the prayer answered now. Lord, you know my need. It's been two days. Lord, I need that financial breakthrough. It's been two days. And the Lord ain't like me because if it, he was like me, he would say something like this. Yeah, but you spent two years racking up credit card debt. Just, just, just. Y'all better be glad the Lord ain't like me. Oh, Lord. I want to get there now. The Lord's not into the destination. He's into the journey. He said, listen, I'm going to get you there, and when I get you there, it's going to be beyond what you can think or imagine. That's the way that I work, but there's a lot that you need to learn along the journey, and I want to show you some things in this journey as your faith is increasing. Your faith may start small, but there's a grand finale coming. Sometimes the process is the point. Sometimes the journey is the point. Would you stand with me because you know this, and I'll I'll highlight this again on Sunday. But he doesn't do miracles to show off. He does the miraculous so that it will show you and it will increase your faith so that it will draw you to him. He's not trying to show, no, 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 that's not, he doesn't show off. He don't need to show off. But there's something in us. There's a process. There's things that he's trying to teach us along the way on this journey of faith. And so tonight our prayer is going to be this. That Lord, we need, we need a house full of faith. We need Lord, I'm not, I'm not even asking for massive faith for every person that walks in this room. Just, just about this much faith. Just, just the size of a man's hand, Lord, is all I need. Because I know that if we can muster up that much faith, you can do so much. Because pretty soon, that cloud, the skies will turn dark and the winds will begin to blow. And you'll take a cloud the size of a man's hand and you'll cause it to flood in our lives. And you'll go beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine because that's who you are. Would you begin to make your way down to the front on every prayer night? It's so much fun to be able to invite everybody down to the front. And we can't do it every single Sunday because we have so many people and it would just cause just mass chaos. But it's fun to be together as a family and pull in tight. Are you ready to help me pray for faith? 
And I hope that you see that the Lord has been increasing us on this journey of faith. That he's been increasing our faith every week. And it's not going to stop. And I ha- listen, I have a feeling and I, and I have confirmation from conversation from so many people that I've talked to that they feel it in their spirit as well. That our faith is growing to the point where there, there's something overflowing. There's something bubbling up that God is up to something. That he's doing something out of the ordinary. That he's doing something that's not normal. He's shaking things up. So Lord, right now as a church body, we join together. And we ask, we ask for faith. We ask that this house would be filled with faith, Lord. We've all been given a measure of faith. Lord, I don't know what that measure is. Some may be more than others, and Lord, I'm okay with that. Because I know you can take a little bit of faith and do a whole lot with a little bit of faith. And I pray right now that you would have your way. God, that every person that walks into this this church on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night would be full of faith, even if they can't put their finger on it, Lord. Even if they walk in and they say, man, I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I don't even know why I'm excited. I've never believed in the Lord in my entire life, but I feel something in my spirit that through worship and through the word, I, I just have a feeling that there's some things in my life that he might be the answer to. God, give us faith to believe your word, that you are our healer, that you are our provider, that you are our deliverer, Lord. We trust you and we thank you for a faith-filled house and faith-filled people to take you at your word. And Lord, we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We magnify your name, Lord. We want your name to be lifted up. We want you to be glorified through all of this, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Come on, can you put your hands together?